0: Dear songwriter, Sia's song Unstoppable was released in 2016 off her album This Is Acting. It's an empowering mid-tempo song which presents a lot of interesting songwriting decisions that are consistent with a lot of what we hear in pop music these days. In today's episodes, I'll be outlining three takeaways from this song, which include what I like to call an elevated pre-chorus, the use of a post-chorus, as well as the implementation of clear metaphors in her chorus. My name is Connor Frost. I'm a professional songwriting mentor who's helped hundreds of songwriters to write their first collection of songs. And this is Dear Songwriter, the podcast to help you confidently write and release your music so that you can live your most musical and creative life. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome. This is episode three of this song analysis series that I'm doing. There will be one more after this, so definitely if you've been enjoying these, stick around next week as well. I'll be honest, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue doing these. I need to assess certain things as it relates to my workflow, and I won't bore you with those details. But all this to say is that if you haven't heard the past two song analysis episodes, you can go back into the episodes list, and you will see that I have talked about Pearl Jam's Jeremy, as well as Green Day's Redundant, and today going to be talking about Sia's Unstoppable. So, once again, three songwriting tools that we can take away from this song that we can potentially use in our songs that we're writing, or songs that we've written if we're going back to make some changes, whatever it might be. Number one is what I I like to call an elevated pre-chorus in terms of melody, which then leads to a lower chorus. Okay, so what do I mean? Pre-chorus, as we know, if you've been listening to this podcast for some time, pre-chorus is that transitional section that comes before chorus. So what Sia does here is she puts forth a pre-chorus that is elevated in pitch. So when we talk about melody, we talk about rhythm and we talk about pitch, right? So for lack of a better term, higher notes. Higher notes in the pre-chorus versus the verse notes. Okay, so the verse notes are fairly low to mid-range and then when we go to the pre-chorus, it's elevated, higher notes. And what's interesting about this decision is that when we go to the chorus, we go back to a lower note chorus more in the range of what we heard in the verse. So from verse into pre-chorus and chorus, the highest notes that we're hearing are actually in the pre-chorus. And I think this is an interesting decision because a lot of times what we hear in pop music is the chorus being the moment that contains the highest notes because that's the quote-unquote most exciting part. But I would argue that the way she uses the pre-chorus in this song makes the pre-chorus... Maybe not the most exciting, but it's just used in a way that it really feels like it leads us nicely into the chorus. If you go back and listen to this song, you'll see what I mean. Where the verse, some lower notes, the pre-chorus then gets elevated, singing some higher notes, and then we go back to lower notes in the chorus. And so I wanted to outline this because I think sometimes we feel like the chorus needs to include the highest notes in terms of our melody. And this song is an example that's just not the case. Okay, so that's number one, what I like to call an elevated pre-chorus. Number two is that she implements a post-chorus. Now, I will say... These other sections of a song that are not conventional verse and chorus and bridge, sometimes those are up for interpretation, right? So my interpretation is that this is a clear post-chorus. And essentially what she does in the post-chorus is she repeats the line, Unstoppable Today, and she says it three times. And then in the last line, she says, I'm unstoppable today. So she's basically taking the main theme of the song, which is I'm unstoppable, And she's repeating it in a post-chorus. And it does feel separate from the chorus. And when you listen to it, you'll know what I mean. And maybe in a way feels like a second chorus. But I don't know. For me, it feels like she's using a lot of the same motifs that we're hearing in the chorus. But she's just taking that one line and really emphasizing it. Okay, so that's number two is that she implements a post-chorus. Number three clear metaphors in the chorus from a meaning standpoint from a message standpoint i think is is very clear and it's very simple for the record simple is not a bad thing if anything i mean it as a good thing okay so let's take a look at what i mean i'm going to read the chorus to you okay so the chorus is i'm unstoppable i'm a porsche with no brakes i'm invincible yeah i win every single game I'm so powerful, I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident, yeah, I'm unstoppable today. Okay, so creating very clear metaphors. I'm a Porsche with no brakes. I don't need batteries to play. I think what's also cool is that there's a lyrical motif, basically every other line. So there's kind of this A-B contrast. So the first A-B is I'm unstoppable, I'm a Porsche with no brakes, right? So the A is the I'm unstoppable, The B is I'm a Porsche with no brakes. So it's kind of like that statement and then the description, right? Or the metaphor underneath. Then we have another A B combo. I'm invincible. Yeah, I win every single game. So again, we have that A statement followed by that B sort of metaphor. And then we keep going, right? Another A B. I'm so powerful. I don't need batteries to play. I'm so confident. And then this last line of the chorus is, yeah, I'm unstoppable today. And then to go back to my last point, the next four lines is where we hear the post chorus. Unstoppable today, unstoppable today, unstoppable today, I'm unstoppable today. It sounds kind of funny when I'm (laughs) just speaking it as opposed to singing it. Okay, so what I think is a deeper takeaway from this is that if you are struggling to come up with a flow to your chorus lyrics, or really lyrics of any section, but specifically your chorus, you can consider creating some symmetry with each of these mini sections, I should say. Kind of create that A, B contrast like I'm talking about here. Okay, so that's number three. So let's summarize these three songwriting takeaways, things that we can learn, whatever you want to call it. force is Unstoppable. So number one was elevated pre-chorus in the melody which then leads to a lower chorus. So creating a sense of rise in the pre-chorus and then coming back down for the chorus. Number two is the implementation of a post-chorus. So this emphasizes a main part of the chorus and kind of summarizes the larger section that is chorus and post-chorus. And I think she does a cool job of it here. Number three, clear metaphors in the chorus and kind of a clear structure in the chorus with clear lyrical motifs. There you have it. I hope at least some of this is of value to you, possibly tools and decisions that you can use in your songwriting. I think that the structure of this song is also very clear. I didn't go through it, but essentially you have four main parts. You have verse, and then you have pre-chorus, you have chorus, and then you have a post-chorus. And so I encourage you to listen to this song and first identify the sections because I think these sections are pretty set. They're very set in their spots, which I'm a song structure guy, so I like it personally. So yeah, as always, thanks for tuning in. I will talk to you on Tuesday and I'm looking forward to it. Happy writing.